Welcome to Household 6. We are two seasoned Army spouses and virtual BFFs who want to encourage and empower you to leave your duty station better than you found it. We're your hosts, Margo and Kathleen, and we're so happy you're here. Today, Kathleen and I will be talking to comedian and military spouse, Ashley Gutermuth. I'm sure you've seen her all over your TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. She is the Air Force spouse who's making all the funny videos about military life and the crazy adventure, fun things that happen and just really bringing joy to all of us. And we had so much fun talking to her. You can probably hear it in our voices as you listen today. We couldn't believe that we were actually talking to her. It was so fun, such a joy. We kept her on the podcast for like almost a full hour because we didn't want to quit talking to her. So We so hope you enjoy our conversation. Today will just be our interview with Ashley. And then next week, Kathleen and I will discuss our interview with her and talk about how we were fangirling and couldn't get over it. So without further ado, here's our interview with Ashley. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell you a little bit about myself. Well, I'm a a cattle farmer from the Midwest. (laughs) My name is Ashley Gutermuth. I am a stand-up comedian. I am a military spouse, voice actor, general troublemaker. Just try to go around and I try to make people laugh. And I also try to amuse myself to the best of my ability. That's, that's my life in a nutshell. Well, I love that. Will you amuse us for sure? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Definitely. So Margot and I are both army spouses and your husband is in the Air Force, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. How long have you guys been married? Oh, we've been together like 10 years or so. Eight, eight of them married. Here's the thing. We had a wedding anniversary recently and we both forgot. So yep. Yeah. I don't know anymore. My <laughs> my mother-in-law will text us both and be like, happy anniversary. And then immediately we'll text each other and be like, happy anniversary. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we don't celebrate birthdays. We don't celebrate any really any holidays. And I didn't quite understand why I'm like that. I started talking about it more to other military spouses and making my silly videos about it. And a lot of us don't. And I guess it's because they're never home. Your spouses are never home. You're in some place here. You're far away. Some people are really good at it and they'll decorate and do all that. And I just don't, I don't know. I'm dead inside, I guess. <laughs> I, think, I think it's one or the other. Like you're saying, like either people make it extra special because sometimes they miss it or mm-hmm. I'm with, I'm with you. Like I can't be too invested in it since yeah, he's not going to be home. Yeah. You oh, just yeah. I'm the opposite. Yeah. yeah. I'm the I'm the too much person. You're the too much. Well, we need you around, yeah. Margo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bring yeah. joy into our lives. Because he he's dead inside. So it's like, regardless <laughs> if he's here or not, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so what do you do? What kind of stuff do you do? I, you should see my house right now. It's like fully Halloween. I have two cool. trees up that are decorated for Halloween. All right, we have little nice. fake bats and fake spiders. It's too That's much, cute. but I love it. I think that's great. I think it's great to celebrate things. I think it's great that you still have glimmers of hope in your soul. Uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) I I love that. I I don't even, this is something that sort of blows people's minds when I moved to, because I, first of all, I I grew up with people that kept a lot of stuff that hoarded. We had, there was a lot of dumpsters in my life of us just like shoveling crap out of relatives' houses. And Mm -hmm. so my house barely has anything in it. I, I pretty much have a one in one out policy. I, if it were up to me, I would have two forks, two knives, two spoons, and two cups because only two people live here and a cat 
nobody visits us. Why do we need more? But my, I have a husband, so he's more reasonable than me. But <laughs> one of the things that I do that seems to upset people is I don't have, I don't travel with any decorations. When we move, I don't pack Christmas lights so that I can unwrap them and have a fit as they're all tangled. I don't do any of that. So I, if I decorate for like any holidays at all, it'll be something that I can eat or get rid of, you know, like maybe a, mm -hmm. a cute little popcorn string or something like that. I might do something like that, but or the $3 travel. Christmas lights that you're going to yeah. just throw away after. Yeah. Something like that. Gotcha. I, I can't look at them in the garage for nine months out of the year. We haven't had a Christmas tree in years. I'll buy one of those little like rosemary trees that they shape to like, yeah, to get people, I'll get those from the commissary, but I buy those from the commissary to save their lives. Cause all the plants are going to die <laughs> if I don't buy them. That's true. <laughs> Absolutely. So the holiday decorations and stuff like Margot does that at her house, but she's also the person who decorates at all the spouses club events oh, and something. Yeah. <laughs> something that I've been wondering is it, like you roast us all. Are you <laughs> hanging out with us all too? Like, do you go Wait to a minute. events on post? Wait a minute, Kathleen. Wait a minute here. Roasting. Now I'm definitely not roasting anybody. I yeah, what I like to do is to look at. Uh, you, I meant that you know, as a positive. I, I love it. <laughs> I appreciate that. But what I like to do is to like, we live in this environment where we're all uptight all the time. You know, there were so many events where, you know, everything is so formal or, or people don't really know what to do, or there might be there. It, it's just like, there, it feels like there's always putting on airs maybe that, mm -hmm. that people have, you don't know who you can be friends with. So I like to make fun of all that. Because even though I love being a military spouse, making fun of it and finding there's jokes in everything. And I feel like as soon as you start to make fun of it, you take away some of the power and you can put it in people that can be helpful so that they can and they can enjoy it. And we can get more people that want to do it and, and mm -hmm. things like that. Do I. So you're asking, do I hang out at like <laughs> spouses events? Yes, I do. Okay. I have previously been a I've been a, a board member on a spouses club. I was terrible. I was real bad at it, real bad. <laughs> but I'm upfront when people ask me to do things like be a, like we were at Dover, Dover Air Force Base is in Delaware. And it's, it has their spouses club raises so much money because they have the, the largest craft fair on the East Coast and it's run okay. by the spouses club and they raise all this money and college scholarships and, all, and it's awesome. And it's an amazing undertaking. And I was a member of the board for, for that. But I don't have organizational skills for, for things like that. I don't have none of it. I would show up to some of the meetings, you know, you show up with wine at 9am and people still like you. And I would, I like, they, they had me do a radio interview but because they didn't want to talk on the radio, stuff like that, where I can fill in with like skills that things that I like any skill that deals with narcissism, that's where they can plug me into. <laughs> I, I would, you know, I, so I like being that of a key spouse. I think we, our key spouse program, I think is the army FRG family readiness group mm -hmm. where you. Yeah. Do you call spouses while they're deployed? Yeah, call. we call them key callers. So same okay. kind of thing. Yeah. So we have been a key spouse, been through that, been through issues where I did not get along with people in the, in the key spouse group and we're all mm -hmm. trying to be helpful, but somebody was ruining it for all of us. And ever since then, yeah. it's been real hard for me to get back involved with it because I just want to blow it all up, you know, and, right. and make it. Yeah. Yeah. I want everybody to be friendly and nice and nobody to be controlling. That's mm -hmm. sort of my thing. But so yeah, I do participate. I go to a lot of 
like changes of commands and, and mm-hmm. funny dinners and, and things like that. And just generally, you know, I, I don't, uh, you know, I go to events where they give me a name badge and I always, my husband will have to fill out that form. And I always <laughs> forget that he writes that I'm a doctor on my name badges. Stop. So every time I'll go to pick it up and they'll say, oh my God, Ashley, I didn't know you were a doctor. I would have called you Dr. Good. What kind of doctor are you? And then in that moment, I have to make up what kind of doctor I am. And I have to not oh, go great. too far because if there's a medical emergency, I don't want them to be like, right. Ashley's a doctor. Right. <laughs> Better not be put like this on TikTok, Ashley. <laughs> Oh my God. So I'm usually, you know, try to be like a proctologist or something that nobody will need in that moment. Fantastic. <laughs> At least we hope not. Gosh. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Or like a paleontologist. Like I'm a no paleontologist. I'll, I'll do that next emergency. time. Yeah. That's a great idea, Margo. I don't know why I always go medical. Why not paleontologists? Yeah. So the kind of community stuff that you're talking about, that that desire to include and make things more relaxed, that's totally why Margo and I started the podcast. Your husband's a lieutenant colonel, right? Well, so he- He's a big deal. (laughs) A a big deal. My husband's a colonel. He, I don't often, people will go and find his military biography. And I had somebody that went and cut and pasted it on all of these different things. And I don't talk about that because it makes it, people start to get, oh, he's an officer. Then it gets weird. Mm -hmm. So- even though, but part of what you're saying, I also think is funny that my husband would be a colonel and I would also be causing as much trouble as I am just doing my best to get that man <laughs> but, fired. Yeah, <laughs> I brought it up though because I think it's so important for spouses of people in leadership positions. You have the opportunity to be an example, to mm-hmm. and kind be of laughing, set the tone. having yeah. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I brought that up just to say it's, I think it's really great. I think that Margot and I want to change the culture like that too. And I, I love it's, it. I'm it a little like mind blown. I great... had no idea that your husband was a colonel. That's amazing. And Doesn't that make it cool? You know, yeah. It just, wow. You're very sweet. That's awesome. He, yeah. It's, and it's, I try to, you know, just be broad, especially because I do all this stuff and I get a lot of mean messages and people that want to kill me or punch, literally punch me in the face and people that'll try to find where I live. And so I try to, that's why I don't post any pictures of him. I posted the back of his head and his ankles and his foot so far. That's been (laughs) it. And and he doesn't have any social media. He's 20 years older than I am. He, nothing. There's no, he he'll say to me, uh, Ashley, did you, did you do anything on Twitter today? And (laughs) I'm like, well, I did on Instagram. Like, it's it's funny. (laughs) It just cracks me up. He's very supportive of all of it. But you're right. Mm -hmm. I've had definitely, you know, generals' wives, colonels' wives that I've talked to over the years. And some have been fun. And some have been just pure buckets of evil that I want to dump into the sea. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that. People, Some people don't like, though, that I'm not you know, sort of more formal in, in that way too. I'm, you know, but mm-hmm. I can only be what I can be. And that is a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, one of my really close friends, her husband just retired as a general and she's kind of the one who taught me that it's, it's not going to be worth doing if you don't do it as yourself, you yeah. know, and she opened my eyes to how important it is to set that example and invite people in. So Again, that's why we started the podcast. We could just have fun conversations. And yeah, I have to say, when I first started seeing your reels and stuff, I assumed that you weren't a military spouse and that you were just hilarious. Oh, so. thank you. <laughs> I think that sometimes people do. They'll say, are you even a military spouse? And I 
I would think this would be so specific. Like I would have to do so much research mm -hmm. to know these ins and outs. Yeah, um, yeah. But though I I had somebody that got mad at me. That's that the one person that found my husband's biography and then pasted it everywhere said that I wasn't a military spouse because he's a reservist. Now he's been in oh the reserves <laughs> his whole career. He deployed for seven months during the pandemic. Like where did he go? You know he. <laughs> This is the guy disappears. He and he is a full time reserver. So every day he's at work mm -hmm. and does all that, all that stuff. He's a pilot. We're not um, about but, the gatekeeping. Right. No. And, 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 you know, and you, when you actually look at the stats, you look at how much the reserves deploys compared to uh -huh. others and you just go, oh, my God, you just don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, it's just I try. I try to be. Mm -hmm fun and uplifting and, and helpful to others to the best mm -hmm. that I can. Was there ever a point where you felt that intimidation that people were trying to put out where you were trying to not cause trouble? It still seems to happen. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I've never had a job where I haven't tried to arm wrestle my boss. Like that is something that has <laughs> continued to go through. We would go at Dover. In fact, I would go to a lot of it's in the Air Force. They're called ALSs, Airman Leadership School, where they go from one rank, the certain rank to, a, to the next rank, and they become non-commissioned officers. And I would go to those a lot. The, the schoolhouse was there. And that's a full mess dress event. And I would so mess dress the fanciest of all fancy uniforms, the sparklies, <laughs> no hats. I would have to wear a long gown kind of a thing, and which is always the same. Sometimes people will fret about, oh, they're going to see me in the same dress as the last time. Yeah. Tell you what, I'm going to a Navy ball in a few weeks. You're going to see me in a dress that I wore in a bathtub for a TikTok video. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's it great. doesn't matter. Thank you. So I at those events, I would be. <laughs> At one point, I was introduced as three different colonel's wives over from the, the MC. You know how the MC will say, and please, and the commander of the mission support group, Colonel James and his wife, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> and they did that three times. And it would happen regularly at events. And I don't know who was trying to be funny and screwed with the script, but I thought it was so funny because every time I would still stand awesome. up and do the, the wave <laughs> and I, was, I would be at a different table. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Oh, that is amazing. And just imagine if you were a spouse and you showed up and your commander spouse was you, <laughs> how fun and how <laughs> invited you would feel. That would be so good for your mental health. I so, hope so. I, I hope doing. that people like it. That's my dream. Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> you had an, an Instagram reel, I'm sure it's on TikTok too, but where you were like, how does the post commander feel about my videos? And it looked like he was hosing <laughs> you down with water. <laughs> Well, that was my that. actual husband hosing me down <laughs> no, that we got that in one take because I said, you got to do it right because otherwise I'm going to have to go towel off. And, right. and he went for it too. He was just like, right. I, I, he knows. He's like, if you're, if it's going to be funny, it's got to be way up here. And I said, you got to go right for the face. He was like, are you okay? I was like, go do it. You better do it. <laughs> That's amazing. So has how has the response been like locally where you are? It's good. It's nice. People recognize me in public and they will come up and oh. say nice things to me. And I made it. There was a guy in the commissary the other day that and it's funny when like men get all excited. I, I find that cute and funny. <laughs> and, and, you know, he's a, a big, burly Air Force guy. And he had, you know, have you ever, I don't know if your commissary has them, but we have 
I think we have excess sheet like boxes mm. worth, and then they shove them full of meat and they call it like, like, like this, the bonus box or something. That, so he had one of these he's carrying and then he saw me <laughs> and he goes, oh my God. He goes, I know you. And I said, and so he's like squealing. It was so cute. I turned around and I said, you do? And he goes, he goes, shorts, shorts. And, and I said, I'm not wearing shorts. And, and he said, no, 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 YouTube shorts, YouTube shorts. And I was like, oh my oh. gosh. I was like, okay. So that cracked me up. Those attractions oh, are always fun. It's wow. fun. So too. he's seeing them like five years later, like when they go from TikTok <laughs> to real. Just trickle on down. Trickle, trickle. trickle. I have to be everywhere all at once. That's the, that's the They're moment. on VHS at somebody's grandma's house. That's right. We're, we're, they're going to sell them at a garage sale. <laughs> 50 cents. Who is this lady? <laughs> so you're a stand-up comedian. Is your um, your stand-up act about being a military spouse also? Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of it. Some of it is about having an old man husband. Some of it is about my family hoarding crazy dad stuff. Both my parents were helicopter mechanics, so I grew up with that. And then I run every day. I've ran every day for almost eight years. And I've not missed wow. a day. And I started okay. and I pick up litter while I run. I post about that in my Instagram stories to show people that I'm better than them. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> not at all. So hopefully people do it as well, which is that uh, people do. And that's great. But yeah, so I pick up litter while I run. I'm just never going to be the fastest runner in the world. And I was like, what else can I do while I'm out here? And I like mm -hmm. to clean up. I'm a very OCD clean person because of how I grew up around people that might not have been so much. So I have five Roombas. Talk about my Roombas, my Roomba babies, my rescue Roombas. <laughs> you know, so oh, it's, great. I'm a totally normal person. That's fine. So you're, you're talking about the, the hoarding and we talk about mental health a lot on the podcast because that's one of those things that people in our community, we found people don't want to talk about. You want everything to look good. Mm -hmm. What made you comfortable sharing all, all of this? Stuff. Oh, oh yeah, that. that's a good thing. People have asked me that before. I've, I'm, some of my videos have ended up uh, like about hoarding and things like that. Growing up with people that did it have ended up on self-help groups and, the, and they'll say a lot of times we don't comfortable talking about that because it's it makes us look bad. And that I don't seem to have that inside me. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if it's because I'm making it funny in my mind in some way, therefore there's something good coming out of it. One of my favorite quotes is from David Sedaris, the writer who picks writer. up trash too. He picks up trash too. Yeah. He's, and he's super funny and he has a masterclass and he talks about how, how sad it is when bad things happen to people that aren't don't do anything creative with them because it just means bad things happen to them and nothing good comes out of it so um you if you can write yeah. about it or paint about it or write a song about it or, or anything you don't have to show anybody i just for some reason have to tell everybody everything but mm -hmm. I've, I've kind of always been that way i've never been able to keep keep things like that <laughs> i have these internal dialogues all the time where i think ashley don't say it don't say it don't say it <laughs> as i'm saying it like i'm saying it's literally coming out as i'm thinking don't say it so, yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's kind of the same idea as like you either laugh about it or you cry about it. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather laugh about it. It's yeah, so much, much easier. better. <laughs> yeah. So true. <laughs> Humor based on my pain. So tell me about like, it seems like you went from like you were an overnight success, which obviously that's not the case because anytime you have an overnight success, it's years of work <laughs> that people like me don't see. So, but it was like, you know, all of a sudden I saw your video and then it was like every day you were everywhere and every military spouse friend I have was like, have you heard of this girl? <laughs> 
Oh, well, thank you. You know what? I flood the internet with videos, which it's just, you know, I try to do as many as possible. One, because I enjoy them and I like interacting with everybody. And it's also, you know, a creative outlet to keep it, mm -hmm. keep it all going. And it's, it's a lot of fun for me, but I didn't, I did stand up and didn't talk about military spouse stuff. One, because people told me nobody cared or nobody was interested and there wasn't an audience oh, yeah. for it. So they were wrong. And the pandemic sort of sh shifted everything around mm -hmm. there weren't like zoom shows or you know zoom mics or things like that that you could do to meet people all over the country before that so it was all like in-person stuff so it, was, it was just a lot of driving from club to club and plus my husband was deployed for a good chunk and i didn't like the idea of me talking about being a military spouse at comedy clubs and then saying, well, mm -hmm. my husband's deployed and then going and getting into my car and follow going, me home, oh, right. follow me home. I'm all alone. <laughs> Guess what? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Just not looking to be cut up and put in the back of my trunk uh, mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Not today. Not yet. Uh, not yet. So I put it off for, for that. And then I just started doing it. Cause I was like, oh, this, I think one of my first videos was telling everybody that there was a military spouse paycheck and how to <laughs> claim it. And when I did that, <laughs> it, was that so, it was so funny to watch people leave comments that they were like, oh my God, what have you done? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How could you? And there were, now here's the thing. I will get like 18, 19 year old spouses that are just out of high school that have married somebody they've dated forever. And they've, he's left for the army and they're all alone and they will say, is this true? And I will tell them, no, the cop, yeah. send me a message and I will, <laughs> I will help you, you know, we'll, let's give you real advice, but then I'll get like mm -hmm. idiots that are, <laughs> you know, that are just being jerks and I'll play with them like a cat mm -hmm. with a, with a ball of string kind of a thing. Um, like I got yeah. my direct deposit. Why didn't you? Yeah. Why, yeah. <laughs> it's not my, not my problem. So I, I started with that and I think the reason why I, I even made that video was because there's advice columns for military spouses. And one of them said it was a person asking where their paycheck was and why their husband was hiding their paycheck. And I was like, well, this seems funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know who you are, but you are in for a rude awakening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like if you just scrolled through like any posted Facebook group for spouses, you could get like years worth of content know, right yeah. and then some of them have gone anonymous now <laughs> mm -hmm. which makes and, it so much more fun oh yeah. my god <laughs> and my advice is always read them but do not post on them just right. read them and watch read them and watch because they will turn on you so quickly oh for sure yeah <laughs> yeah just yeah. A, one mess of dumpster fire after dumpster fire mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was about to ask where you got your ideas but it sounds like it's like where don't you get your ideas um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but you mentioned those young spouses, and those are people that we're trying to reach in my community, in Margo's. What, what is your advice to them when you meet one of those young ones? Oh, try to get involved. Don't isolate yourself in your house. Try to make, and don't, if you have a bad experience, keep trying because there's nice people out there. Like for me, I'll get like, when I've been a part of spouses groups and not just when I've been like a part of the board or anything like that. I'll get invited to events. Like I remember I was invited to a succulent planting event. Now here's the thing. I, I don't, I don't care about succulents. I don't, <laughs> I, don't I can't, I can't do it. 
I can't make myself care about. I like I like when they're in my house, but I kill them. And in fact, when I planted that succulent, I was all proud of it, got in the car, tipped it over dirt everywhere. I was like, come on. If the universe is not telling me that I should not be planting succulents. But (laughs) it was an event for a bunch of people. And it was nice to get out and, and meet those other ones. And, you know, there's lunches and things like that. But you can also start something. I love when spouses will come on a Facebook page and they'll be like, hey, this is what I'm into. Is there anyone else here that is into this thing? Because I don't seem mm-hmm. to fit in anywhere. Let's hang out. And that is a good strategy. Oh, you're, you know, you're mm-hmm. going to meet people that are in your area that are going to like the same things. Now, another point I would say to make is even though you move a lot. So even with the reserves, we still move every two years or so. Shortest we've ever been in a place is nine months in DC. And don't make enemies because you will be based at the same base again. Absolutely. <laughs> and they will be mm-hmm. your neighbor. It's mm-hmm. real bad. I don't, it, it's a small, I was, it's a small air force, small army, small, you know, even though there's a ton of people in it and there's different bases, chances are if you stay in long enough, it becomes a tiny pack of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think wanna... there's anywhere I could go in the world, any army base mm-hmm. where I wouldn't know somebody. True. Go. Yeah. Yeah, and don't see. delete them off social media because then when you get to your next post, it's going to be real <laughs> awkward real having awkward. to <laughs> you have to friend them. Yeah. But like, like you're saying, those Facebook posts are awesome. I made two of my best friends ever at Fort Bliss because they posted, hey, we're meeting for breakfast on Thursday. Who wants go. to come? There yeah. you go. And I don't know. I don't think the Army does it as much as the Air Force, but the Air Force defect, the dining facility, chow hall, whatever century of where did you want to use for what, whatever <laughs> we're calling it now. The Air Force, a lot of them, you anybody can go there. So like I will go eat dinner at the dining facility all the time. And it's cheap, you know, it's super cheap. Mm-hmm. You can meet there and have coffee and, and food and, and meet there. So that's one option. I love those holiday meals. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I have served some of those holiday meals from behind the thing. They give you a little chef's hat and a little apron. And I tell you what, they are real strict about how much you dole out. They're like, you, you can, but they're they're like, you, you got one scoop of this, one scoop of vegetables don't. And you got these, (laughs) these guys that are working on Christmas or Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. or, you know, something like that. And they come in and you got a lot of retirees, but there's hardly not that many people in my experience of doing this a few times have do show up. So I'm like, no, I'm going to give them half a plate of green beans because nobody else is coming. Why am I rushing? Right. This guy's going to eat it. Why am I holding this back from this poor, you know, security forces or maintainer that's working on Christmas for God's sakes, give them an extra yeah. slice of turkey and I'll pay for it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, you're not decorating for Christmas. You're doing something more meaningful. I'm doing something more. When you first move somewhere, what are your first things you do to make friends? So I, I go, I, I always look in the magazine or the MWR thing. They used to have hard copies of the magazines and that was great, but I don't, they don't seem to do that as much anymore. So I go online and I see what the activities are. What are things that are happening? Some places are still not, you know, recovered from, they drew back a ton of stuff. Movie theaters aren't showing movies anymore, you know, the bowling alleys and things. So I try to do that. And then I am not good at, I don't invite people to things. I'm, I, it's not that I don't want people to come. I, it's that I don't, I always feel like I'm inconveniencing them, you know, like, like I, like I just, so I sort of operate 
more as a loner in a sense, I weave in and out. So, and then I just, I'll meet the people in the neighborhood and usually each neighborhood has its own little mini Facebook page. And one of the things I do because I give away so much, I, I often give away furniture and I'll give away nice furniture. Nice. I've had crystal glasses that I've just, I'll give away. I'll give away things that'll make you suspicious of why I'm giving them away. Like I don't like to sell (laughs) things. I don't want any of that nonsense. I I'm like, I'm always like, Hey, if you can use this, I probably got it as a super discount or let's be honest, probably out of a dumpster, even though it's nice. So I'll (laughs) offer that on my like neighborhood Facebook page. And at first the people are always suspicious, but then I start to write things like I'll, I'll, you know, I'll say you, this is for free as usual, but you have to leave a comment with the name of your favorite vegetable, like (laughs) something like that. And so they get the sense that I'm weird right off the bat. And I also run around, I run around the neighborhood every day with a garbage bag, you know, picking up trash. So people have to really like, like I get a lot of waves, but I don't get a lot of like, Hey, come to my kid's christening, you know, it's fine. Yeah. But you're like the local celebrity. So if I had like Beyonce living next door, I probably just like look, you know, from my window as well. That's very kind. So when you make all these videos and you do all this stuff, besides you said your husband was helping you with that water one, do you just do this yourself? Are you like running around post, just holding up your camera? Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. I'll hide it in certain places. And I try not to get anybody's face in anything. And I'm not, you won't mm-hmm. see me like shame anybody from behind. Like I won't post, mm-hmm. a, even if somebody's wearing something ridiculous uh, that I consider to be ridiculous, I'm not mm-hmm. going to post that of them. Cause it's that they're, that's not fair of me to take it right. and have a, bunch of people see it. So I keep it on me and mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll hide it in the commissary aisles or I'll, you know, uh, go amazing. in the BX and, <laughs> and do things like that. But, and I, I try not to do too many. I like, I won't, there's, there's interesting lines that not everybody gets like air force base. Mm-hmm. We have a flight line. You're not supposed to take pictures of the flight line unless you have prior authorization. So you wouldn't see me like going out and taking pictures of the plane and doing like a silly video unless public affairs said that I could, but there's people that will tell me, you need to tell people that they need to run the gate or they need to cross the red line on the flight line. And the red line is the, we're going to shoot you line, get down, Uh, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) So it's funny how people do not understand the nuance. Right. (laughs) I'm not going to really get somebody in trouble. Yeah, we used to live on an army airfield and it was like you had to drive through kind of like the takeoff landing area. And it was like, if I would have been like 15 feet over, it was like, they would have shot me dead. Mm. And it was so unnerving every day driving home. I'm like, I should not live here. Who's letting you live here? Warner (laughs) Robins, Georgia is kind of like that. And they have a bunch of different groups on the base, but they, you can drive right near the flight line. And they have fighter jets that swoosh, swoop right yeah. over you. And yeah. it, that is, you're just like, ah, geez, a little close, buddy. A little low, <laughs> yeah. a little low. <laughs> yeah. So are there a lot of military comedians out there? There are a lot more people that are veterans, definitely. Mm-hmm. And there's an organization that I'm a part of called the Armed Services Arts Partnership, which you are entitled to be a part of if you are in the military, have ever been in the military you're a dependent and that includes parents. So if you guys have kids or yourself, you will have any interest in the arts. You can take free writing classes, comedy classes, acting classes, and I think there's some, some other ones and they do it in person in DC. 
And they also do it in person in San Diego, and they also do it on Zoom. And it's a really good organization. So it's free for dependents. Your dad could have been, bomber dad could have been in the military 30 some years ago, you know, still apply, still count, still like that. So there's a lot of veteran comedians that have come out from that. You know, it's sort of like their second career. They Mm -hmm. retired and now. So I did a show at Caroline's in New York City the other day which is a really cool, big comedy club in the city. And it was for- Wow, um, fancy, good for you. Thank you. It was for the Armed Services Arts Partnership. And on that was uh, Dwayne White. He's a 23-year Army vet and deployed a bunch of times. P.T. Bratton, who was in the Air Force. We had Robin Phoenix, who was a 26-year Army vet. She just retired. So she does the uh, Comedy Brigade. I'm trying to think of what the actual name is, but Robin Phoenix, she's super funny. So the, all those are professional comedians, you know, and we were on a lineup with other other people from, from the area, but it's definitely, there's more people that are in the military or have been in the military than mm-hmm. as opposed to like spouses. What kind of reactions do you get when people are like, oh, what do you do? And you say, I'm a comedian. They'll, yeah, it depends how sassy they want to be. I was talking to a guy the other day and he, and he was a little like, you know, when you meet a guy and they're they're like a little like they think that they're hot stuff, but they're not. <laughs> this is what this guy was. He was literally like spitting as he was talking, like so he was just like chew just everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God. And he says, he says, I hear you're a part time comedian. And I said, oh, did you? <laughs> really? Okay. And he goes, well, I got a joke for you. And then usually when that happens, they proceed to tell you something horrific that you did not want to hear, yeah. you know, and you're just like, no, thank you. So that, I'll get, <laughs> I've got, I'll get those a couple of times, but a, a lot of times it's just, oh, you are. Oh, that's so that's neat. How do, how do you do it? Or, mm-hmm. you know, people will say, I couldn't, I couldn't talk in front of people. And I've always been comfortable talking in front of people mm-hmm. for some reason. There's like, I have a glitch in my brain. So it, <laughs> It's really hard as military spouses, you know, to to have continuity in your career. What's your advice for people who are trying to maintain a job or in a career path in this Giving lifestyle? up. Just give up. Give up. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not today. <laughs> so hard. It's, oh my God. Well, I'm trying to, you know, you've got hiring our heroes, which is great. And I did an interview with Senator Kane from Virginia the other day, uh, trying to get the military spouse hiring act passed. And it probably will. It's got a good amount of sponsors across the country, but we need more senators and and representatives to sign on to the bill and to be basically what it means. It's already in play for veterans and it worked for them, lowering their unemployment rate. The active duty spouse unemployment rate is like 22%, super high. And if you had just moved, it's 35% for the first year after you PCS, which is crazy high. Mm-hmm. And so what it does is it gives a tax break to companies that hire a military spouse, gives them $2,500 if they keep that military spouse for a year. And the whole idea is to, it's a stigma, really. It's a perception issue because military spouses, they'll say, you can't, we're not, we can't hire you because you'll leave. Well, most people mm-hmm. will leave a job within two and a half years. So military spouse okay, they might leave, but you're going to get a good employee for that amount of time. If you can have a person, any, anybody off the street that is going to leave on two and a half years, why are you having this perception towards military spouses? So it becomes, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to tackle like the big parts of it, like the licensing, the licensing is ridiculous. You got nurses and teachers Mm -hmm. and doctors and lawyers that can't work from place to place because they have to recertify every time they move. Mm -hmm. 
And then when they have all those certifications and you think, oh my God, what an asset to this organization, this person will be, the organization will say, you'll probably move because you are overqualified. Mm -hmm. We need somebody that is just has the license for the state and not going to move. And Mm -hmm. that makes me want to give the middle finger up to all of them. There's Uh a woman here who (laughs) was a police officer in Georgia. The licensing requirements are the same here, but they won't reciprocate and they told her they can't hire her until she has the licensing or whatever qualification and she can't get it until she's hired (laughs) of course of course and uh, I was like oh well that's by design in the small town they don't they don't want any of us in their police force yeah and you know I'll tell you that companies are starting to turn around I've had meetings with big companies companies where they said, we want to hire military spouses. How how do we do it? So I point them towards hiring our heroes to try to help bridge those gaps and make those connections. But realistically, you have to keep pushing and try to find those niche areas to to make sure that you can continue Mm -hmm. on and don't be too hard on yourself. Try to keep evolving and being Mm -hmm. resilient. That's the that's the goal because you're it's from my perspective 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 it's so hard because it feels like i'm in a support you know my job for a a lot of years or or even now is to make sure that my husband can deploy make sure he can do his job and Mm -hmm. everything's okay okay and then you go all right well i can't i can do that but also how can i do stuff for me and Mm -hmm. and i think that it, it just you have to find the things that you really like to do and pursue them to the ends of the earth. Carving your own path. Yeah. I, it's going to look so different as a military spouse than your civilian friends. Absolutely. I hit this point where I, I got really depressed because I felt like all my friends from back home or from my master's program, they were getting to that point in career where they're the mentor, not the mentee, you know, they Mm. have all these successes. Mm -hmm. And I was complaining to my therapist about how I didn't have this career path. And she was like, but, but you couldn't have what they have because you have this kind of life. And why are you trying to compare when they, they also couldn't have this life where they've moved eight times in 11 years and had these kind Mm -hmm. of adventures. And that was a helpful way for me to think about it. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's there's a movie from like 2001 that Jerry Seinfeld after he had ended his show Seinfeld, he was going back on the road to and he had to build up a new hour of stand up and was it showed it documented all that. Well, he's talking to a, another comedian who's and he said basically he said that uh, this younger comedian said, "All my other friends, you know, they're I wonder like what am I doing here?" what my other friends are, they're making, having families and they're living that, you know, that kind of life they're buying houses and stuff. And Jerry just looks at him like, he's like an alien. He's just like, what do you mean? He was like, do you want to be them? Is that what you want? You you want to like, how sad that that's what you, if that's what you want, then you should not be doing this. Like, so Mm -hmm. uh, yes, definitely enjoy the extra experiences that you get to have. I definitely know people that never moved out of my hometown. And you know what? They have views that I don't agree with because purely Mm -hmm. because all they do 
is stay in one place. They might go to the local vacation spot. The farmer's market's open. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, they, they know they never mm-hmm. leave where they live. So they don't have any empathy for anybody else in the world. They only know people that look like them or behave like them mm-hmm. or have the same reference points. And mm-hmm. that to me breeds trouble. I think Kathleen and I can both agree with that with our backgrounds. <laughs> where, where are you from originally? Pittsburgh. And how did you meet your husband? We were friends for a while. And then we just kind of see we because he's so much older than me. We didn't like didn't just like jump into a relationship kind of a thing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> had to kind of figure out, mm-hmm. figure all that out. It's uh, it's interesting because we've been it feels like like we've been together forever and also it's all gone by so fast yesterday so i was talking about how i don't have any real furniture or any stuff my goal is always to be able to move myself in two hours i'm not there yet but we're working on it incredible <laughs> well, wow. what I want. up and go so i bought some furniture this weekend i went to a habitat for humanity restore which had great furniture and the stuff that i've had for years was just super uncomfortable hard on my neck brought this stuff back and we were sitting on the couch and we went through the couches of years past. And it, like you could go from like, oh, what couch did we have in Warner Robins? Which couches did we have in Dover? And you kind of go, oh, this, you look at like each individual thing and the way and the different, you know, adventures we've had along the way at different places. And it's amazing how time mm-hmm. flies with all that. Yeah. You mentioned Seinfeld a minute ago. I know in your Instagram bio, it says something about like a Seinfeld challenge, maybe like, boy, was that. So I was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and Jerry, I submitted a clip for this thing that they had called the Seinfeld Challenge, which Jerry Seinfeld was promoting his book, mm-hmm. Is This Anything? And it was a book of all the jokes that he's had that have worked over the years. And they wanted clips of people reading his jokes to him. And so oh. I, I, I did one and then did not expect to be on TV at all. Did they, they sent me a thing saying you're in the running, sign this release form. But I was like, ah, it's not going to happen. And I had, I bought t- the, I bought Hulu live for it. I felt like an Ooh. idiot the whole time. I was like, all right, yeah, you're going to pay $50 to watch yourself on TV. Okay. Loser. I woke my husband up. It was like 1130 at night. It was the day after it was Thanksgiving and he had to go to work the next day. And I was like, all right, do you like, you don't have to. And uh, then I was the first person up on the TV. Then Jimmy Fallon said my name and I was like, oh my God. And then I didn't know it was a contest. They turned it into a cute little contest. And then Jerry and Jimmy picked me to win. So that was a a huge, cool thing. And it was neat because I didn't know I was going to be on. And people that I knew that were just watching The Tonight Show were like, you're on my TV. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. Wow. How would that feel? Like, I mean, I can't imagine like Jerry Seinfeld picking you as a comedian. It's just like, whoa. Oh yeah. It was super great. He was like the first album that I had memorized from when I was so little, cool. you know, just, I, I like to do, mm-hmm. I listen to things on repeat over and over and over again. And I just mm-hmm. remember that was, that was one of them. So it was super nice. They were great wow. to me, sent me a book and he sent out a tweet with my name in it. And that was fun. He had nice things to say, but he doesn't tweet very often. So robots have found that tweet. And I I still get like, (laughs) it'll be like a a sexy lady that's like, are you guys lonely? (laughs) No, but (laughs) I mean, if you could get Jerry and Jimmy to show up, I guess I'll come too. 
<laughs> so I saw a post that you were looking to do more on military posts and kind of engage with the military community more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what do you want for that? What do you want that to look like? Oh my God. I would love to come be able to do shows on bases, but it is such mm-hmm. a logistical bureaucratic nightmare. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. commanders <laughs> like FSS force support squadron commanders, MWR people that want to bring me on, but then it takes so mm-hmm. long. I'm going to be 75 before I'm able to actually, and I thought, <laughs> okay, let's do this as the pampered chef tour where we will just pretend to sh- sell pampered chef and I'll mm-hmm. just do shows in people's houses. And then Perfect. we'll just accept <laughs> tips or something like that. Turns out that's illegal. Yeah. Okay. Not fair. <laughs> so I, I would have Jags writing to me saying, uh, you know, you have to, it has to be an authorized performance. So I have bases that are trying to bring me out and they're trying to go through all the official channels, which is great. Um, but I may just mm-hmm. end up outside the bases with a megaphone. I I've also applied to be a part of armed forces entertainment. Uh, so hopefully that works out. I got recommended for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to come to bases. I want to come to all the bases. I don't mm-hmm. know why it's so difficult, especially when people mm-hmm. are saying that they would, they would like me to come. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like forcing right. my way in. Um, I think maybe <laughs> no. here you need to be MC of the spouses club social. There you go. Your host, Perfect. you're hosting bingo mm-hmm. and you're just really good at it. Really funny. Just really good. And there's like a good half an hour in there where I don't mention yeah. any bingo at all. And <laughs> between every joke, you're like B7. <laughs> that is genius, Kathleen. Yes. Let's do that. I'm on board. Oh, what has been your a favorite fan interaction? Right now, uh, I was talking to you. Right now, yes, you guys. <laughs> Highlights of your life. I like when people get the, oh God. I had somebody almost get into a car accident. She stopped her car in the parking lot of the commissary and she was like, hey, I know you. And I was like, careful, like it's okay. Like sometimes I'm having to like make sure people don't walk out in traffic, which sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but what happens is that I love when people come up to me, love that. Mm-hmm. What what is always a little awkward is when they send me messages afterwards that are like, I saw you outside your house and <laughs> you're looking great. And, or like, Yikes. or they'll leave message. They'll leave comments on videos that other people have shared that are like, I've seen her so many times. And I'm just like, well, just come say hi. Just like, just not make it right. weird. <laughs> like, yeah. Stop looking from afar, stalker. <laughs> It's okay. I like, I don't, it's not like I walk around just like middle fingers in the air. Like no one talked to me. It, it sounds like you're, you're really engaged in certain types of advocacy for different groups. Is there anything else that you're kind of on fire for passionate about that, that we could hear about? Oh, you know, I really like animals. I like the, uh, you know, the litter picking that I do. Sometimes I'll get pushback saying, well, recycling doesn't matter. I do, I've, you know, picked up over a thousand pounds of trash in the three years that I've done it. And a lot of it on military bases. Sometimes people will say, well, why are the military trash in their bases? If they're not, it's stuff blows out of trash cans. You know, I run along. Mm-hmm. I also go to, to like the dorms to where 18, 19 year olds are. And I got to pick up all their vapes and energy mm-hmm. drinks. Um, <laughs> But I, yeah. so I like that. I, if you take apart the idea of picking it up to recycle it and you just pick it up, pick up litter to try to make the area around a little bit nicer, mm-hmm. you know, that's an easy thing that people can do on a walk that I really, mm-hmm. I really like, but definitely the military spouse stuff. I'm working on the, the tax credit to try to get jobs for military spouses and to just try to make their lives a little bit better. 
You know, I don't know how many years my husband probably he's got a few more years until he retires. So unless one of my videos gets him fired soon, we should still be around to help. <laughs> what, what's your response to the people who do come and say, like, you're going to hurt your husband's career? I'd say I, I'm trying. I'm trying yeah. real hard. <laughs> Try real hard. And he he's just like, Ashley, do it, please. Come on, let's let's do this. He and he like the thing is that there's the overwhelming amount of people that do like it. It's to me, it's boring mm. when people say the same thing over and over again. So that I'll get yeah. the same comments every day, which are, oh, you mean your husband? You mean wife? Oh, you have a husband? I thought you were the husband. Or you'd be so much prettier if you mm -hmm. had long hair. And I get those <laughs> like three, top three every day. And it's so boring. There's nothing interesting about it. And so I have mm -hmm. tried various techniques. You know, I never get mad at the people because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a fight. And anybody that's coming to you with that kind of energy, that's what they want back. <clears throat> so mm -hmm. I've tried various techniques. One is I say, hey, I'm filming a TV show where the men that try to insult me online, we meet in person, you say it's my face, and then we film it and I give money to charity, which totally willing to do. But the thing is, every one of them backed out. I cut and pasted that so many times and every one of them were like, sorry, this, I was just joking. Or they would argue a bit and then they'll delete their comments. Mm -hmm. None of them are willing to do it in person, despite the fact that they are idiots writing from their business accounts most of the time <laughs> what are you doing honest to god op ophthalmologist in texas who was saying these horrific things to me uh, and that i would get i'll get people that own like taxi companies or art companies and you're just like what are you doing have a burner account you fool <laughs> it's so easy <laughs> yeah. like why do i have to help you troll me I don't <laughs> be better. It's fair. Be better yeah. at this. So that's the, and I, so I stopped kind of doing that because nobody was willing to meet me and I'm 100% willing to meet people in person and, and have them say something insulting to my face. I don't care. It does not what they, the, I do not take any offense to anything negative that somebody says to me because the, those words are not hurtful. I, the way I interpret it is is hurtful the way I, I have the choice to to decide whether or not it hurts me or not. I love reading the, there's a book called The Meditations, mm -hmm. which is from Marcus Aurelius, an emperor from a bajillion years ago, and basically just says, hey, you just because somebody said something to you doesn't mean you have to interpret it as bad. You can interpret it however the heck you want. So <clears throat> I'll try to make it silly or, you know, just something that amuses mm -hmm. yourself. Try to make it so like you purposely... Mm -hmm. Uh, misunderstand what they're saying. Well, uh, so if I, <laughs> yeah. if I have a guy that's being insulting and I just say, excuse me, or what, I don't understand what you're saying. Then they will retype it again, watching my video, maybe four or five more times while, <laughs> you know, which is, right. that helps me, um, feed the algorithm, is, feed, the, feed the algorithm. So that's great. But now my latest one is to just say, Hey, I don't know what's going on in your life, but if you need somebody to talk to, you can send me a message. And then usually they will come back with, there's nothing going on. You just look like a man and it makes me sick. And I'm like, well, <laughs> obviously you also <laughs> look like a man sir <laughs> like, like why are you messaging me then and, and i and i always i'm always like no like there obviously is something going on because people right. don't behave that way you don't if you have nothing else in your life that this is how you choose to spend your time mm -hmm. you have something going on what i'm doing is my job 
and I'm putting out creativity into the world and I don't say anything to, I don't try to be rude or mean to anybody. Mm -hmm. I certainly don't go on anybody's pages that I don't like and say nasty things to them. You know what I do to people I don't like? I just block them so I never see them. But guess what, mm -hmm. Bozo? Whenever you leave a comment on my page telling me I look like a man <laughs> and that you hate me, What's going to happen is the algorithm's going to say, oh, you really like her. Let me show you more of her. <laughs> right. Stop. Don't like it. Don't leave a comment. Block and move on. Right. <laughs> it's okay. Right. And that, that person who copy pasted your husband's bio, she must just be bombarded by your faith. Just, I know, right? Exactly. Yeah. That was something else. I, I And that was like early on too. And I was just like, this is not cool because I don't want, I, it also says exactly where I live, what he does, you know, I don't mm -hmm. need any of that in, in his life. Mm -hmm. Certainly I may have brought it on myself, but for now he's, he can be like Dolly right. Parton's husband who we never see. Yes. Unproblematic. <laughs> Unproblem. No issues. Mm -hmm. We just, he wants to fix the car. He wants to raise, maybe he wants to have a horse that he doesn't ride, but he takes care of. That's it. <laughs> where do you guys live i'm at fort polk so the armpit of louisiana middle nice. of nowhere it's and we've been working really hard to build community here because mm -hmm. we've got a lot of young spouses where it's their first duty station and they don't know how to get involved and then there's kind of nothing off base for them to do yeah. so i've never yeah. met so many women at a base that where they're just at home by themselves. Usually, you know, husband takes the car to work. Maybe he's the one with the bank account and the credit card. Like mm -hmm. there are just a lot of vulnerable young women here who are very lonely. So. Oh, interesting. What is mm -hmm. the, what's Fort Polk do primarily? What's the base? So we ha have JRTC, the Joint Readiness Training Center. And it's where army units come for about a month before a deployment to practice. So for the yeah. last couple of years, my husband's been on the bad guy team and they like oh, wear fun. a different uniform and play, <laughs> play in the woods. People will ask what he does. And I'm like, he plays laser tag in the woods. That's, he plays laser tag in the yeah. woods. It's super fun. It's good. Yeah. Uh, so, so again, most of the soldiers here, they're, they're out in the field a lot. Mm -hmm. So yeah. spouses dragged here to the middle of nowhere and left alone. And so we the new commander of the behavioral health center at our hospital is really working to start some initiatives for spouse overall well-being and in the way that that contributes to mental health. So. Yes, it, how it contributes to mental health and they need to get on it because it's a recruiting tool and we can't mm -hmm. recruit people and it is people are leaving because their spouses can't get jobs and because mm -hmm. they don't mm -hmm. like how their families are being treated. So guess what? We're going to have to make it a priority partners. <laughs> That's they um, here. We're talking um, about the fight for talent and they're trying to recruit all these outstanding soldiers. And something we've been saying is outstanding soldiers have outstanding spouses, you know, yeah, sharp people, marry sharp people. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. you gotta, gotta have something for us to come for. 100%. Right. It's gotta be, mm -hmm. it's gotta, it's gotta make sense. Mm -hmm. You know, we, I know I love being a military spouse and I am willing to support my husband wherever he wants to go. But you know, you, it's not like he goes, Hey, we're going here. And I don't care what you have to think about it or say about it. You know, you talk right. about it. 
Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I wonder, I'm trying to think of what things would be helpful down there because that is so hard when, mm-hmm. like when I was in Warner Robins, Warner Robins had depot, which means they tear the planes down, they rebuild them back up. It's a huge base, but there's not much in the outside community. There's a Zaxby's, there is a Red Lobster and there's two roads and Atlanta is two mm-hmm. hours away and that's the next biggest city. So mm-hmm you become very much just isolated in your own world. And now with the internet where everybody's Mm -hmm. basically isolated and some people still don't like to be out and about. So I think it's hard and I think it's great that you're doing it. Anything that you're getting some here's So here's a comedy technique. It's very difficult when you're in a place and you're telling jokes and there's somebody in the audience, like it's usually the front row that is sitting there with their arms crossed and they're not laughing. (laughs) Okay. And my brain and all comedians brains will go immediately to that person and you will just hate them the entire time. You will, the rest Mm -hmm. of the audience could be giving you a standing ovation. You're like, what's this guy's problem? What's going on? (laughs) So focus on the people that are responding and are doing well. And as you do that, the more people, as long as you focus on the people that are, are wanting to participate, more will grow. So you, Mm -hmm. you try to get it, try to get it going. And as some as people hear, you know, in a comedian's world, as you hear laughter, people will go, oh, what's going on over there? And they'll do the same with you. Oh, what's going on? What's what are Kathleen and Margo doing They're Oh, they're doing something cool. Uh, yeah, I want, I'm interested in it. And I think that with military spouses, the big thing is be I, I don't it's this isn't always practical, but allow them to bring their kids because they can't yes. find child care mm-hmm. and yes. make mm-hmm. that a possibility and don't make it so they feel and I'm sure you're not doing this, but don't make it so they feel like they have to commit to anything or that they mm-hmm. feel pressured right mm-hmm. off the bat. It, it's awful when you show up to something and immediately are bombarded by all the ways that you can volunteer. And right. it's like, it's I do like, want to volunteer, but I can I have a friend first? Yeah. Can I <laughs> right. see why? Mm-hmm. Why do I want to first? I have all of these other commitments in my life and you know, just let it, let it roll and let people come and go and try, try to do it that way. So that it's more easygoing and less rigid. Cause as soon as you, mm-hmm. whenever you hold something too close, that's when it breaks. Mm-hmm. So Margo's at Fort Stewart and we were at Hunter Army mm-hmm. Airfield for a while. So we know the Warner Robins area. Oh um, yeah. 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 A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you're in pretty yeah. Sav- Savannah, always- Savannah, right? Exactly. Yes. 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 So I'm in like I'm in a good place right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I always say they need to take Kathleen on their recruiting trips with them mm-hmm. because if they do take soldiers, but I really if you're have been trying comes- to get people to take me. <laughs> yeah, if like yeah. if your husband came and was like talking to my husband and telling me how great Fort Polk was, which I'm obviously not going to think it's great. I would be like, cool, that sounds awesome. But if you were there and you were like, no, we're doing all of this. And I saw that you were, you know, thriving at a place that I didn't think I could thrive at, then I would be like, let's go. Let's like, you know, it would make me want to come. So when you're recruiting, but it's one of those red tape things that that actually right. like how are they going to pay for it right funding yeah. and blah 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 so yeah it's such a pain mm-hmm. i'm trying to get a recruitment was the army is was considering sending me to boot camp and then filming me week to week watching yeah. me go through boot camp so that other people could see that they could do it and it's a possibility and it's good that would be opportunity amazing. for their family that would be amazing so still working on it. I talked to the commander down at Fort Jackson. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see, you know, may not, mm-hmm. it, I said I could do the full 10 weeks as long as, you know, I don't have other things booked, but 
let's figure it yeah. out. And they don't try to like actually put you in the army at the end of it, right? That's what I said to them. And I was on the phone with them and I said, guys, people think that this is a trick. Is this a trap? And it was funny because they did not laugh at that at all, which makes me feel like more of a trap. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking with us. This has been so fun. Thank you for um, having me. We'll, we'll be watching all your TikToks in the meantime. I appreciate sure. that. Thank you. It was nice to talk to you guys. Hope to see you in person. We so hope you enjoyed today's episode. Until next week, you can find us at household6podcast.com, on Instagram at household6podcast, and you can join our Facebook group, Small Army, the Household 6 Podcast Community. Remember, if you're enjoying our episodes and content, please leave us a review and tell us how funny, smart, and humble we are. Until next time, we'll leave you with this. Strive to leave your duty station better than you found it. Household 6, signing off.